Hello and good evening, everyone. It is your good friend, Mr. Eric Norton, and I'm here tonight with my new good friend, Stephanie from Mama Breaks. What's up, Stephanie? How are you doing? Hey, Eric. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Honored to be a part of the show. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. You had time. Uh, we tried to make it happen last week. Schedules didn't work, but you're here tonight, which is perfect. Uh, I want to talk to you about all things the hobby, uh, especially from a, fe a female perspective. I think that's going to be an interesting take tonight. But before we get that, uh, get there, I said your name was Stephanie, but beyond that, we don't know a whole lot about you here on Beckett Life Presents. So please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who Stephanie is. Okay. Yeah. My name is Stephanie, AKA Mama Breaks on Instagram. And how I started in this hobby was this time last year, I wanted to get my dad a nice basketball card for his birthday. And I, like I've said on other platforms before, don't you feel like you always tell the same story? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like our story that we have to get down. So I collected Pokemon as a kid, okay. nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. And I started playing softball like around the fourth, fifth grade. And my cousins were really into softball too. And I just got, you know, a love for baseball. And I did, I, I opened packs of base. I say I opened packs of baseball cards as a kid because I didn't, I don't think I really knew about collecting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about, you know, rookie cards and caramels and things like that. So I kind of just ripped to get my favorite players and yeah, I, got a little bit into Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that but like everyone I grew up you you kind of think that the things that you love aren't cool anymore when mm. you're a teenager you know and yeah I, I'm happy that I found the hobby again last year I started doing all these research this research on Prism and Lamello and my dad's a big MSU basketball fan because he went to medical school mm. in Michigan State so I ended up getting him an Xavier Tillman MSU color match green choice out of eight. Yeah. And nice. uh, considering that it was the peak of the market then, mm -hmm. I think I got a pretty good deal. So <laughs> so that's an interesting choice that you go with. Uh, you didn't go with magic. I mean, obviously your dad would have some affiliate, some uh, affinity towards magic, right? If he If he's an MSU guy. Oh yeah, definitely. I I've gotten him some magic cards. That was just what my budget was at the time. Oh, I got yeah, you. I I, now I understand. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. It is definitely um, uh, you know, a a tough a tough time to get into collecting. And if you're saying, or well, back into the hobby, if you're saying you got into it last year, that's a that's a crazy way to go because, as you know as well as I do, the the way things were going in the hobby last year. It was a lot, right? Like it was, it wasn't an easy thing to get into. So, what what kind of fueled you to go say, "Hey, I, I, I want to get this for my dad"? But what fueled you beyond that to say, "Hey, I want I want to get in this full time and and start making hobby content"? Oh well, so I decided up until I decided at that point once I got the card and you know I got the actual cards in and actually I really I had a pleasant experience with the eBay store that I bought from too. I ended up telling him my story about my dad and he ended up sending me, you know, an Eric Snow auto completely nice. free. And I guess I don't talk about that part so much, but that that connection that I have with that eBay seller going out of his way to give me more MSU cards because I told him the story about my dad. It's just made me fall in love with the community aspect of the hobby. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I love baseball. I love Dodgers, some collecting 
those big Dodger greats and having a great Dodger collection would be something that I would love to do for myself. Mm-hmm. And with my boys, I have two boys, two and one years old, mm-hmm. and my husband. So I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start collecting. This is going to be my hobby. And I was obsessed. And I got my husband a little more into it. And I was always like, you know, you got to get into this too. Because he's more of a basketball guy. Okay. And um, I don't know. I got really intense about it. And my husband was like, you know what? You can do this too. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, you know, those guys. Because I was always talking about, you know, these breakers that I built relationships with online. And he's like, if you think that's fun and you want to do it, I think you can do it too. So this is also a story I don't talk about as much, but my husband actually was the one that encouraged me to start all this. And I figured if anything, it'll help me pay for my collection, which so far it has been funding, you know, those pickups that I have been, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but you know, I think I also like to spread that message of not over leveraging yourself. You know, you got to hustle a little bit for those big cards that you get. You do, you know, you do some breaks here and there. You, you know, flip some cards, you buy some collections and flip them on eBay. All that stuff to me is so invigorating. It's so fun. And I've been able to acquire the cards that I love that I do have today by doing all of this. And I just what it's con- what it's come to be as of now is unbelievable to me honestly i if you told me a year ago that i would be doing this like getting interviewed by beckett lifers i wouldn't have believed you <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy I, mean, it, it, I love a humble a humble beginning story but that, but you're i i'm not trying to give you a big head by the way guys i just put her uh instagram link uh go follow mama breaks on instagram i'll put it in the link in the Thank comment you. section for you guys go check it out but i'm not trying to give you a big head but like you're kind of a big deal now people know who you are they see you out at shows they see you at the shop you got your tiktok you're, you're gonna be speaking at the mint collective this is like you kind of went all in and immersed yourself over the last year and now you've you've made a dent in, in, a, in a space in this hobby where sometimes females can struggle to 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 garner attention because it's very much an old boys club right like we the, the the guys in the hobby they have what they have but you have to respect what you've done and what other ladies like sam from a uh, women of the hobby has done you, you guys have done perfect 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 jobs of, of of saying hey we like this too what are you what is your what has been your uh how 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 do you think how do you feel the hobby has accepted you or maybe not accepted you uh, as you've made your footprint here because you, you've made a splash. So they have to at least notice you. Right. Thank you. I, I agree with uh, everything that you just said, you know, being a woman is definitely different in this space and um, people like Sam, um, she collects cards. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, breaker, female breakers that have broken with the uppers cards, all these women that were doing this before me mm-hmm. have really paved the way for for people like me and accepting me. And I say people like me, I mean women. It's kind of hard for people to, to realize that, you know, we're in this, in this hobby, in this fashion, because yes, we love cards, but we love sports too. I love mm-hmm. baseball. And I, w- I don't think I would be as into it if I didn't. So, sure. and I know like Sam likes, prefers football and she collects cards, prefers tops. Um, F1. Yeah. Sorry. So, you know, we, we love sports too. And, um, 
I think as far as being accepted in the hobby so far, I really, I mean, I, I, I really appreciate what you said that I've made a splash and people think people know who I am. I, I really don't feel like I'm there yet, but the in-person reaction relationships that I've built with people, I've never felt negative feedback from anyone so far. I've, I have had the little like, oh, are you doing this for your husband or is it your mm -hmm. husband the collector or how, how much do you really like, like the Dodgers? Is that your husband's team? But I don't take offense to that kind of stuff. Like you said, it's just, it's not uh, common to see women. And I also think that the fact that I'm a woman has helped me stand out a little more. You know, so I think, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so I'm appreciative of it. I, I can't say anything bad about it. That's really. good. And I, I want to expound on that because sitting from where I sit at Beckett, you know, I get to see, uh, I get to see the females that are in the hobby because there are, are females that have like been groundbreakers here. Like if you think about Stephanie Carlson, the Panini, I mean, you, Stephanie's maybe not a name that a lot of people know, but I promise you, you don't, you don't go to the Panini building and not notice her impact there. Or maybe like Elisa Stilato or a uh, Sarah Layton who all have Made in role or Sharon, Sharon from uh, uh, Black Jaded Wolf, ladies who have made really positive impacts here and like laid the groundwork for ladies like yourself and Sam and, mm -hmm. and the others that came behind them to say, Hey, we belong here too. And I think, uh, just overall, it's it's been the hobby has been very accepting, and I, I like to see that because it, it means things are changing, the tides are changing, and that's good, that's a good thing. Change isn't bad, people perceive it sometimes to be bad but the way that uh this is an inclusive uh place for for everybody i find that very refreshing uh especially given you know current social economical atmospheres that don't that don't share those same views about everything i i love that the hobby is a place that everybody can come and, and find something you've mentioned the dodgers several times i mean to to hit your wagon to to hit your wagon to a, such a collectible club uh like the Dodgers like you have yeah. you have a foot in in the door already and that's a wonderful thing right yeah <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. absolutely so tell me about your Dodgers collection uh it sounds like you've been uh maybe collecting them for a long while uh opening up packs of cards earlier uh, as a kid just looking for your favorite players who are some of your favorite Dodgers players Eric Gagne Oh. Rafael for call. So I played second, always wanted to pitch and play shortstop, but I wasn't confident as a kid. So I'm trying to work on that now. I feel like I'm, I've improved in my confidence. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> you know what? If anybody can get on TikTok and make a video as well as you do, you're doing great. Okay. So oh, thank you know, you. <laughs> you're doing well. So Eric Gagne, that's a, that's an interesting name that I haven't heard in a, in a long time. Can you and I just mean you, no one else is listening. Can we talk about those glasses that he wore for a minute? Because those were, uh, we in in uh, in the army we called those birth control glasses. You weren't getting uh, any kind of play with those kind of glasses. Did, did, were you attracted to the glasses, or was it just because he was a great pitcher? I loved everything about Gagne. His, to <laughs> me, the glasses were swag. Welcome to the jungle as his opening song. I. I would sit in left field pavilion close to the Dodgers bullpen just to watch them run out. Like those mm. are my best memories of going to games when I was a kid with my stepdad. So. I've been to that stadium one time and 
I continue to say that it is the best view in baseball. When the sun goes down or when the sun is setting, mm -hmm. it is the best view in baseball. You cannot beat it. And I absolutely loved it there. But I got to tell you, uh, I don't think Dodger dogs are all that. I think they're over. I think they're overpriced, <laughs> and I don't think. I mean, it's just a hot dog. That's what I think. <laughs> Definitely overpriced. I think that's the theme of LA. If anybody came to visit over here for the Super Bowl, <laughs> everything's overpriced over here. So tell me about the card scene in LA. I know that like the the LA bullpens out there. Uh, you know, you got Burbank sports cards down in Burbank. You have card shops. Uh, it, it feels like you guys have a lot of options, but what is it really like for someone from someone on the ground? Absolutely. We have so many options here. And I, I do sympathize with my, you know, my community in New Orleans and the Midwest, they have maybe one max two card shops. I have card shops just within my radius here. I can, mm -hmm in 20 minutes can probably get to four of them. Really? And yeah, I, I can um, attest to my favorite, like local card shops or diamond nine sports and placentia, placentia and a and N in San Dimas. And I just think it's so, I, I know that I have a bias view, like making a relationship with your local card shop because I have so many options here in LA, but I, those are my go-tos. But we also have, you know, Burbank Sports Cards, which is very big, Bullpen LA. And more than anything, too, the card shows that we have here are another way that we're spoiled in LA because we have the Union Marketplace doing shows in San Diego, Escondido, Pechanga. We have uh, EJ Dynasty Mode. He does a uh, Newport Showcase in, in, in Newport. Jay does SoCal premiere show in Anaheim. So we we have shows every weekend over here. Wow. And they're huge shows. Yeah. Wow. So I see that you, uh, from your Instagram page, you, you've been setting up at shows. What's that experience mm -hmm. like for you? Oh, well, I always thought, you know, not always, I'm going to say, up until the point when my first show was at Pachanga, uh, at a casino that was by the Union Marketplace. And I remember the great curator. You've had him on here. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Daniel. Daniel's He's, a great guy. Yeah, Daniel's actually one of the people that encouraged me to do it because I always thought that wasn't, I wasn't good enough to be a vendor, you know, or I my stuff wasn't good. Mm -hmm. But you, there's so many different ways that you can sell cards that show. I do really well just selling raw. You know, you you put it at a price that's lower than eBay. You can sell really well. And besides the point. You really put yourself in a position to to receive so many cards for trade. Like I didn't post this because I still can't believe I have it. But at the SoCal premiere show, someone approached me with the Patrick Mahomes optic hollow, and we're Chiefs fans. My husband's a big Chiefs fan, and somebody approached me, approached my table with that card, and I was able to trade up for it. Wow! So I don't think I would have ever had that opportunity if I wasn't setting up at a show. So that the cards that become available to you as a vendor are tremendous. Um, the people that come up to you to talk to you that you get to meet that you get to talk cards with is I've learned so much from being a vendor from that. And my favorite part has been seeing kids at card shows for the yeah. first time. I've experienced that a handful of times. I've been lucky enough to meet kids at their first card show. And it's just awesome. It's awesome to see the the look on their face, to give them a free card. And they're, 
oh, you don't know how much it warms <laughs> my heart to say, are you sure? Yeah. For free? And I'm like, yeah, dude, take it. I really want to see you rip it. <laughs> I'm a weirdo here. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand that. So at the National this uh, in Chicago last year, I made up like 50 or 60 packs to give to kids as they walk by. And the same thing, the, the experience of, of seeing that, that look on their face that, that this complete and total stranger has just given me uh, some cards. That's a, that's a wonderful feeling. I think honestly, and I can see by the way you're smiling, we probably get more out of it than they do because yeah, of, because you know, we experienced that <laughs> silver, silver port, silver sports. says I remember that experience. It's just so, it's so fulfilling to be able to, to, to introduce, well, obviously if they're at a card show, they're there for a reason, but to introduce the, a, a child to collecting this hobby that we love so much uh, in a, in a very personal way, like, Hey, I like this, but I want you to have it. And just to see their reaction, it's a wonderful thing. You said earlier that, you know, your kids are young. And so, you know, they, they probably, they probably don't know that feeling yet, but I can very vividly remember the first time someone gave one of my kids a pack of cards and, I was like, oh, that's like I, and I was in that moment with them. I was like, whoa, this is this is great. Can I get a pack? You know, and you just it's a it's a fun it's a fun thing to be uh to be a part of. The card show scene there, if it's happening every weekend almost, does it get does it get drowned out, or does it is it too much, or it, does does the crowd still show up? No, I I you know you said it, and my first thought was maybe you know it does get drowned out, but. Honestly, I think we just have just such a high population here that you can go to every show and see something different. That's good. And it does have a good turnout every time. I think it's not so much the fact that they're so consistent that may drown it out, but like like everything, it's maybe when, you know, we only have basketball and football's not on that we can see uh, less of a turnout. So it's more the sports that affect the turnout than it being every weekend. But yeah, LA, our population is like, well, I, don't, I don't know the numbers here, but triple, quadruple, what yeah. a city in the Midwest. <laughs> so, I understand that completely. Yeah. Now, one thing that I, uh, I loved about when I was in LA was just like the general camaraderie around cards there seems to be i'm gonna i'm gonna mention burbank again because you know uh rob varis and the team at, at burbank they have a wonderful card shop there in burbank but the way they're able to just bring in a little bit of everybody and everybody collects something a little different they have a little something for everybody and they're just all the way all the time having a great time is it the same way uh and i'm only saying that because that's the card shop that i know but is it the same way in other card shops there in LA? Like when when you walk through the door, they know who you are and they got something for you, or they, they maybe they've set something aside for you because good card shops will do that. Yeah, but I think it definitely has a lot to do with you too and how how you put yourself out there. Definitely, mm -hmm. I, I'm one to go in there and say, hey, you know, my name is Stephanie. This is what I do. This is what I like, and I've definitely built those relationships with card shop owners. But I could see how you know. It is different everywhere. I think um, just making yourself a little more accountable and building those relationships is really important because I do, I get that question a lot of, um, you know, how do you get products and stuff like that? It's, I, I would say 
being uh, transparent about what you're doing, mm -hmm. telling the car shop owner what you're trying to do. And I think uh, more often than not, they're willing to help. Yeah, I think so too. I think if they're if they're smart business people, they're willing to help, right? Because they're trying to grow mm -hmm. their business too. And if they can connect it to a brand like like Mama Brace or, or Beckett or whoever, you know, they can definitely do that and get brand exposure, get uh, mm -hmm. credi credibility. If you're a new car shop, you'll say, "Hey, Stephanie from Mama Brakes comes here." That's a good thing. That's a good thing to have. Um, so let's. I want. Yeah, I want to bring people. Yeah, absolutely. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about. Uh, the Mint Collective, which is coming up next month. Uh, you are a featured speaker there. How do you feel about that? Featured moderator. Oh, actually, moderator. But okay. All right. Yeah, but I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so honored that they um, chose me to do that. And I'm I'm over here just trying to make sure that I, you know, deserve the spot for everybody. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm super grateful. I'm super happy. And this is something that I love that I've immersed myself really mm. as my husband <laughs> night and day into learning as much as I can and, you know, building relationships. And really my, my main goal with all of this is to, I'm a teacher at heart to mm. just, you know, teach what I, what I've learned so far. And I really, when I make, make content, I have my, my teenage brother in mind, you know, okay. I, I want to yeah, have yeah. them, I want to have them you know, love this hobby for the right reasons. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to helping moderate the panel and helping as much as I can to make Mint, um, you know, what they want it to be, which is going to be a really great card show, a really great place to network and meet people and build connections, you know, make connections with some big people in the hobby. I think it's awesome that we even have the opportunity to have a show like this too. Mm -hmm. It's been a long, I mean, it hasn't been a terribly long time. We, we had the industry summit card show there last year in September in Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, this sets up and plays as well. I think Ezra and the team at Mint have done a great job promoting it. Uh, I know that Beckett is really excited to be a part of it. Uh, look, look at mm -hmm. Troy. Hey, Troy. Troy says she is super positive and a great ambassador for the hobby. Thank, thank you very much. Thank Troy, you, for, Troy. Uh, for being hey Troy, I sent you that link this afternoon. Please let me know if that worked out for you, if that was what you were looking for. If not, I'll try to find another answer for you. Um, so just the the camaraderie, the positivity, uh, and the excitement that I think is gonna be on happening on the Mint Collective floor is uh really got me looking forward to the end of March. Uh I'm I'm actually glad it did not happen at the end of January like it was originally scheduled to because now the buildup is going to be even more. Is there any one particular thing that you're looking forward to seeing in Vegas? Thing like as in car, a car? Yeah, like I, on, on the show floor or like maybe an experience or something? Yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that I meet as many people as possible. One particular person that I'm looking forward to meeting is Christina from Car Ladder. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, a, she's, she's great. She's I, awesome. I, she's so smart and I've learned so much from her and everything that she's doing with Carlotta, her, Chris and Josh, you know, I, I really admire them for what they're doing and I hope to just pick their brain a little, get to know them more in person. I'm looking forward to, when I visualize the card floor, I'm, I'm looking for Otani. 
So I want to see some yeah. nice Otanis too. <laughs> now you're a Dodgers fan. Hold on now. Let's, let's I talk know, about but this. come on. <laughs> I'm an, I'm an L.A. girl, and I don't really believe in the Dodgers versus Angels rivalry. I mean, I that's my AL team. That's my NL team. Of mm. course, if we're in the World Series, I'm going Dodgers. But you can't knock what Otani's doing right now. And I'm proud that he's playing in L.A. So, Yeah, he's uh, – I think – I personally think he's making moves to play for the Dodgers. That's what I think is happening Uh because he's yeah, kind of di- he's kind of dis- <laughs> he's kind of disgruntled about what's happening in Anaheim right now, and L.A. is just down the street a little bit. So, and granted, it might take you an hour to get there, but it's still just down the street a little bit. Uh, all right, we're gonna start wrapping things up here because uh, I know that uh, we got other uh, responsibilities and everything to get, uh, to get to. So, uh, before we, we before we say goodnight, we do uh, like to play a game here called uh, the Final Five. It's where I ask you five mm-hmm. questions that have nothing to do about sports or sports cards or anything like that. And if you're game, we can play that. Only if you're game, though. If you're not, I won't make you do it. Let's do it. And okay. we'll see the questions. <laughs> okay. Give me one second. Let me grab these. Up. This is very unprofessional. Sorry about this. I forgot my final five questions, but here we are. Now, uh, would you like to play from the from the what the heck deck or the would you rather deck? Uh, what the heck deck? All right, what the heck? Here we go. I promise that these will not be uh, lewd in any way. Okay. okay Here we go. Five, five, five questions. The final five. Everybody in the uh, in the comment section, play along. All right, number one. If you could sing a duet with anybody. Who would it be? Mariah Carey. Can you sing? Oh, that's a big. Can you sing with Mariah Carey? Can you sing? Mm, no, but she'll outshine me, so I don't matter. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's a that's a big get. All right, if I could sing a duet with anybody, uh, I'm gonna say Frank Sinatra. I'm gonna say Frank Sinatra, okay. just because I think that I could maybe carry a tune with him. Have you ever been bitten or attacked by an animal? If so, why? Never. Never? You've never Maybe been bitten a by a mosquito. Oh, mosquitoes. They'll get you too. A dog yeah. bit me once in the cheek right here, and it hurt mm. really bad. Um, This is a good one. If you could bring one famous person back from the dead, who would you pick? Mm. One famous person. I don't know. I I guess it's Kobe. Kind of hard to. That that one still hurts, especially there in LA, huh? Mm-hmm. That's still kind of fresh. I think Kobe would be. Uh, yeah, Kobe would be right there. Uh, back in high school, what was the strangest thing someone could find in your locker? I don't know about strange, <laughs> but I guess um, I can't even. I'm just thinking like something food. I always had food in my locker. Yeah. I don't, that's not strange. <laughs> I remember one time I was going on. Uh, we had a had an away game and I had a summer sausage in my locker. Like I was going to take the summer sausage with me on this away <laughs> game so I could eat on the bus. All right. Last question. Uh, 
Let me let me find one. That's a really strange one. That's a strange remember, one. Isn't it? I can remember leaving donuts over break one time in my locker. Oh, oh were they all hard and crusty when you got back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> all right. Last question. Do you have a favorite t-shirt? And what if so, what's on it? My favorite t-shirt? Yeah, it's a nerd. It's a Nirvana Nevermind t-shirt I've had since I was 10 years old. So. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you like Nirvana? I love Nirvana. Yeah. So my wife is from Seattle mm-hmm. and she went to Nirvana's last American show. Uh, and mm-hmm. she, she talks about it like it was no big deal. And I, all the time I'm like, Megan, this is a huge deal. Like you don't understand. That's history. And, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> she, she still has the tickets. She showed me the other day and uh, I was like, that's really cool. My favorite t-shirt, uh, man, I have a Golden Girls t-shirt. I love the Golden Girls. So, okay. uh, oh, that I, one must have hurt too. Oh, yeah, Betty White. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was that was tough. But I have a Golden Girls t shirt that's golden and uh, okay. I, I really like it. So, that's my favorite t shirt. All right, that's gonna be it for tonight. Before we say goodnight, please tell us where uh, we can find you on social media um, TikTok, Instagram at Mama Breaks, TikTok, Instagram at mama breaks okay stephanie hang out backstage with me everybody else that's gonna be it we'll be back next week with a brand new fresh show check this one out all week though go back and watch it a couple times maybe maybe you want to learn a little bit more about stephanie and what she does uh super positive like troy said uh it's it's been a pleasure to speak with you good night god bless we'll see you soon